You know, one of the biggest assumptions that we have to believe as as scientists, and yet there's a lot of scientists that, that don't believe this, is that there is um, one true value, and we can measure that particular thing. And that is underlying virtually all of science. It underlies, like, the vast majority of anything associated with um, business um, it is associated with management, it's associated with science. If you look at how things are set up, um, we assume that we can measure something and we also assume that there is a true value, an underlying value of the world. And yet, why do a lot of scientists don't believe this? In fact, I'm, I'm skeptical of it as as well. It's because we all have different realities and we have to assume that these different realities converge on something. I don't really know if my world is the same as somebody else's world. In fact, I really um, believe it's not the same. So it's a really big assumption and you, you might think it's like, okay, this is kind of silly, right? Um, it's actually a super big assumption to make that we all converge on some sort of external reality. And some of us, like in the physical scientists, sciences might say, well, yeah, obviously that is true. But even in the physical sciences, this is a really big assumption, right? That is the whole Schrodinger's cat um, uh you know, analogy is that if we kind of assume that exists, but if we actually try to go to look for it, we're going to realize it actually doesn't exist. So we just have to kind of assume away and believe that there is something that exists. So the 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 thought experiment is, I believe, was looking for an electron. It's it's been so many years since I've taken physics. Um, by the way, I'm an engineer. That was my, my undergrad. I took a lot of physics and stuff like that. Um, but the, the idea is, is um, if you're looking for an electron, it's like the analogy of looking for a cat. Um, if you see the cat, you don't know exactly where the cat is going to be. It's kind of hard to predict. But if you put the cat in a box and you don't look for the cat, you can kind of assume that the cat is within this certain area. Um, and you don't necessarily have to know that the cat is in there or not in there. Um, you just have to assume that it's actually there. And you kind of have to do that. And it's a big assumption that underlies the vast majority of, of science and scientific effort that we are trying to arrive upon some true value. And in fact, if you dig a little deeper into most scientific studies, you realize, holy crap, this is a massive assumption that often does not hold. Um, we look at, so, so for example, of human resource studies, um, they might look at one organization and do a survey of one organization and generalize to the entire population of all organizations from this one organization. Now, I know that there's people trying to change that, but that's actually really common to do. Um, in the vast majority of science, it's actually based on one organization. Well, how the heck can I say that um, that is actually representative of all organizations. It's not, um, and, and it's likely not. That's a really big, strong assumption. Now, we can go and, 
and um, you know survey 50 different organizations, you might say that that's a really big sample. And that is a big sample in um, you know in that literature, but it's still not representative of what the world is. And now you can do a thousand of them. Well, it's still not representative. We don't know, right? We have to make this really big assumption um, that we can we can get at you know, some representation of the true world. The other thing that you forget about is that um, we assume a big assumption that underlies this is that it's all randomly selected. These samples are never randomly selected. They're absolutely never randomly selected. We do convenient samples. We find things that that, um, you know, maybe it's our friend that works in a hospital and we say, hey, can, can you do a sample of, of a hospital? And we pretend like it's somehow random. And it's not. It is absolutely not random. Um, so that in and of itself is a really big assumption that's almost always violated. So um, there's that. But then as well as we assume that we can measure these things. Or the opposite, there's something that actually is a little bit more dangerous that happens. Is that we pick and choose things that we know are measurable. Um, so it's not, we understand if you talk to almost everybody, um, that's, that's academics, particularly in, in business schools. I'm using these cause I kind of know them a little bit better, but we understand that we can't measure things like love and, um, you know, affection. We can't, I mean, I'm stupid to measure those things. And those are the things that really matter. And we understand that those are the things that really matter. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that, that have, you know, dysfunctional families and we all kind of understand that to have a, a you know, functioning family, um, we need these underlying things. And yet we measure the things that are easy to measure um, often, right? We measure, we count things and counting things are, is not a great way to understand how things really work. And when we get to something that's new or different, um, it's often extremely surprising when we're like, wait a minute, why weren't we counting it in this sort of way? You look at all of the um, breakthrough studies that basically, they tear apart um, everything that we've understood in the sort of basic way that we think things work, the sort of mechanical approach to how companies actually work, that this thing goes to this thing. And most things, when you look at it, are not true. That's our perception of how the world works. It's not true. Um, and that's repeatedly shown over and over. Virtually every sci- every scientific study that's ever done is, is deconstructing what we've known. Um, and, and it, this is like this, all of this is really, these are really big assumptions that we make all the time. And, um, I, I often get frustrated with them and, and you'll find other people that get frustrated with them because we know that these are true and yet we assume that that this is like the thing, right? <laughs> like, it's bananas, to be honest, that we we know what the truth is. The truth is that, that we don't know anything and yet we sort of delude ourselves to understand that we can, we've got this true value of the world and we can measure these particular things. Um, now, you might be thinking, well, 
it's just because we're inadequate. We don't have great measurement tools and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, that might be true, but this has been going on for so long um, that I'm, I'm getting to the point where I believe that we actually don't know a lot. Um, and we've got hundreds of uh, thousands, probably even thousands of years of scientific study by, by the time we actually start understanding things to the, the point that I'm like, okay, I kind of think I get what we're, what we're about. Um, part of this has to do with levels of analysis issues that we get. We just can't understand the complexity of the world. The one thing that I think is like, like just crazy, I think it's absolutely asinine. Um, we measure things through uh, uh, regression analysis. So it's a fancy tool where we simply say that there's a relationship between A and B. And we think that there's a relationship between A and B. Um, we have to assume that there's no other relationships that exist. And that's just not how the world works. We know that everything is related to everything else. Um, that there isn't just like one direct relationship between this and that. Um, and we assume that this is like the, the functioning world. I, there's, um, I know that engineering does a, a way better job of doing this because they have to actually interact with the real world. Um, they do a way better job of this because I actually worked on models that, that would not assume these kind of things. You assume it at sort of a tiny level, but then you work and you build all of these models together. That's what how engineering actually works to come up with a much better reality of how things work. And it's still not great, but it's better than what we sort of had before. But the, the simplistic models that we use in human behavior pretty much all of psychology, all of sociology, um, some, some sociology is a little better, um, pretty much all of, um, you know, management studies, um, you know, organization studies have these sort of really bad assumptions. There's only one that I think, one sort of subset of, of management, but it's really engineering, um, you know, systems design engineering and as a, um, Know, sort of systems analysis or the, uh, um, the the folks that are it's a really tiny group at MIT that's doing this and they actually build some of the uh, more realism together of putting different models together but it's a really niche field um, tiny tiny group uh, and, and and I wouldn't say that they're representative of like management at all so you know, I just wanted to say that our understanding of the world, it is really far from it, um, perfect. And in fact, it is, it is, it is like almost um, comical in the sense of, of what we're looking at. Um, and and we, we, it really comes down to is we don't know the true value. Um, we can't measure the true value. We don't know if the whole, everybody has some sort of convergence to a true value. And, um, you know, that it's hard to measure at most of these things that actually matter. Um, so I wanted to say, I think we should sort of take everything that you hear in management um, with a real grain of salt. It is, there's some real big assumptions that go on. And, um, you know, just, just know that, that what we're saying is, is it okay? 
but it's not really great um, understanding of how things actually work. All right, take care and have a wonderful day.